0: Ah, welcome to movie magic. We would be honored if you would join us. Five, six, eight.
1: Five, one thousand. Four, one thousand. Three, one thousand. I am the father. Knows. Frankly, my
0: dear, I don't give a damn. Are you one of those single tier people? All the dogs in King's Landing howled through the night.
1: cry out for their true queen i'm
0: that man name's bond james bond
1: one of them leads to the castle of the center of the and the other one leads to oh, 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 certain death <gasps>
0: go ahead make my day he sounds like quite a man a passenger has died on the train
1: who gave the order to
0: kill me movie magic with colin gomez money fm 89.3 commence primary ignition
1: There are many forms of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Comic books, TV shows, live action movies, animated movies, and toys. It's a big franchise. Now, I'm not a huge fan, but I know of it because when my sons were growing up, they used to watch the TV shows and they had the toys and they would uh, pretend to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and fight and I would have to stop them from hurting each other. But they were boys, and boys will be boys. So now we have the 2023 version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, and that's playing in the cinemas. And I thought you'd like to know about the history of this multi-million dollar franchise. It was created by the comic book artists Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. It was a black and white comic, and the turtles are Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, and Michelangelo. When they wrote the comic books, it was supposed to be a parody of elements popular in superhero comics at that time. But little did they know that the turtles themselves would actually have a huge following and become superheroes of their own. Trained in martial arts, they should have a sensei. And the sensei is a rat called Splinter. Their hideout is in the sewers of New York, Now, superheroes can only be superheroes when there are villains. And the villains are great. The villains on TMNT are Baxter Stockman, Krang, and the most feared antagonist, Shredder. Now, true fans of TMNT might be disappointed to find out that Shredder is not in the latest movie. Instead, there's another villain who's also a mutant, and he's Superfly, voiced by Ice Cube. We'll get to the movie a little later. But for now, the history of how these fictional characters made the creators Kevin and Peter super rich.
0: Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM,
1: 89.3. The first issue of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was published in 1984 by Kevin and Peter's company, Mirage Studios. And it was a surprise success. In 1987, they licensed the characters to Playmates Toys, which developed a line of Ninja Turtle action figures. About 1.1 billion US dollars of Turtle toys were sold between 1988 and 1992, making them the third best selling toy figures ever at the time, you know, behind Star Wars and G.I. Joe. The sales of the toys were due to the popularity of the comic. The action figures were promoted with an animated series, which premiered in 1987 and ran for almost a decade. Several films were released. The first, released in 1990, became the highest grossing independent film up to that point. Then numerous video games were released, including several developed by Konami, a Japanese multinational entertainment company, in the year 2000, Kevin sold his share of TMMT franchise to his illustrator partner, Peter. Peter then sold it to Vercom in 2009. Now, Vercom is now Paramount Global. The franchise has continued bringing in the cash to the studio with new comic book series, television series, films and video games. So how did Kevin and Peter meet? Why did they split and part ways from their successful franchise? All will be revealed soon.
0: Movie Magic with Colin Gomez Money FM eighty nine point three.
1: Comic book authors Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird met in Massachusetts and began working on illustrations together. In nineteen eighty three, Peter invited Kevin to move in with him in Dover, New Hampshire. That November, Kevin drew a masked turtle standing on his hind legs, armed with nunchucks. Peter added the words. Teenage Mutant. Now, this concept parodied several elements popular in superhero comics at the time, which are the teenagers of New Teen Titans, the mutants of Uncanny X-Men, and the ninjas of Daredevil, combined with a comic book tradition of funny animals, such as Howard the Duck. Bet you didn't see that coming. Kevin and Peter developed the concept into a comic book. At first, they considered giving the turtles Japanese names, but instead named them after the Italian Renaissance artists Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, and Michelangelo, which Peter said felt just quirky enough to fit the concept. They developed a backstory, referencing further elements of Daredevil. Like Daredevil, the turtles are altered by radioactive material, and their sensei, Splinter, is a play on Daredevil Sensei, Stick. Now you get a better picture of the parody, don't you?
0: Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM, 89.3. In March 1984,
1: Kevin and Peter founded a comic book company, Mirage Studios, in their own home. Using money from a tax refund and a loan from Kevin's uncle, they printed copies of the first issue of Mutant Ninja Turtles. But printing wasn't good enough. They had to spread the word so that everybody would know of their product. How did they do it? Advertisement. They advertised in Comics Buyer's Guide magazine. This attracted the interest of comic distributors. And all 3,000 copies were sold in a few weeks. And sales of further issues continued to climb. Everyone wanted the piece of the pie. The first Turtles video game was released for Nintendo Entertainment System, or NES, in 1989, the first of several developed by the Japanese company Konami. It sold approximately 4 million copies, making it one of the best-selling NES games. In response to concerns that the series was drifting from its origins, Kevin and Peter published an editorial in the comic in 1989, writing We’ve allowed the wacky side to happen and enjoyed it very much. All the while, though, we have kept the originals very much ours. Kevin later said there was some stuff that we wish we hadn’t said yes to. And Peter wrote of his dislike for the softer tone of the animated series. The first Ninja Turtles film was released in 1990, featuring costumes designed by Jim Henson’s Creature Shop. It was the fourth highest grossing film of 1990 and broke the record for the highest grossing independent film, earning more than $200 million worldwide. Good for that time. Now with the success, the studios became greedy and wanted to cash in more. So a second film, The Secret of the Ooze, was released in 1991. Now it was a rushed production with a lighter tone. And because of that, it received weaker reviews and was less successful at the box office. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 was released in 1993 and was aimed at the Japanese market, the largest foreign market for US films at the time. But it wasn't released there and it had bad reviews and sales.
0: Movie Magic with Colin Gomez, Money FM, 89.3. In 1990,
1: a stage musical featuring the Turtles as a rock band coming out of their shells played 40 shows across the United States. Now, when you have four members, you have to form a band, don't you? The musical was sponsored by Pizza Hut for obvious reasons. But if you're, you know, new to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, well, the Ninja Turtles love pizza. <laughs> which teenager doesn't? The musical was further promoted on the Oprah Winfrey Show. A soundtrack album and a video was released. The, you know, the one on VHS. That was released. Coming out of their shells is the opening track. And the whole soundtrack has that very, how should I put it, very heavy, 90s loud drums sound to it. Something that I don't really like. And some of the songs also has that slap bassline tune, like in the song Pizza Power. And that's kind of cool. It also has a rap song, Kawabunga.
0: Money FM 89.3 Movie Magic with Colin
1: Gomez. Kawabunga is a made up word that the Ninja Turtles use quite often in their conversations. It's used to express delight or satisfaction. Now I really wish my teacher had written Kawabunga on my report card instead of satisfactory. But then again, I had already left formal school when the Ninja Turtles made its debut. After nearly 10 years, the animated series ended, but that was followed by a live-action television series, Ninja Turtles, The Next Mutation. It was created in 1997 with Saban Entertainment. It introduced a fifth female turtle, Venus de Milo. Yes, I know, the series was cancelled after one season because not many people liked it. That is what happens when you give up your rights to studios that only want to make money and who are not true to the origins of the story in the first place. It is just pure greed. Well, it's still happening. Studios are changing genders and races of characters just to be inclusive and even adding in characters that are not from the original stories. If that's what they're doing, then they're deviating from the story. And that creates dislikes from the fans of the original story. We've experienced it with Disney trying to revamp their animated stories into live-action movies. Now, if they followed word-for-word, scene-by-scene, you know, like a carbon copy, people would say, well, that's a waste of time going to watch the movie. If they do what they're doing now by changing the story, adding new characters, changing the sex of the characters or the race of the characters... People would say that's not true to the original. Well, in my opinion, Disney has ruined most, if not all, of their animation to live action movies. Doing backstories of the animated characters, I think, would do better. Which makes a good segue to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
0: Money FM 89.3 Movie Magic with Colin Gomez.
1: You know, Disney has kind of forced us into what animation should look or feel like and so many studios tried to follow suit. DreamWorks, Universal, Illumination, all had that Disney look, or even that Disney Pixar look. Now, I'll give you an example. An American Tale, that was released back in 1986, looks and feels very Disney, but it's not. And that could be because Don Bluth, the director and lead animator for that movie, used to work as an animator at Disney Studios. In this new film, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, the animation is nothing like Disney. They don't fall into that template. Thanks to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, animation has moved away from the Disney-style animation. This animation looks as if it was painted with a paintbrush. It doesn't have that old-school cell-by-cell painted animation, but more of a paintbrush on a canvas painting. It doesn't even have that CGI animation look, you know, like a Pixar or Illumination production. Is not anime either. It has its own style, very nice and very refreshing. Even some of the animation, like um, the explosion, looks like what a four-year-old would draw, you know, when they pick up a pen or, or, or a crayon and just scribble on the paper, making it look like an explosion. That's how it looks. It is so raw and yet it is so nice. The other great thing about this movie is the voiceover actors are actually teenagers, which make this movie, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, sound authentic, unlike the animated movies of the past, because those movies had adults. What I really didn't like is the soundtrack. I prefer an actual orchestra, you know, with strings and horns and so forth. However, I don't think that strings and horns would be suitable for this soundtrack. But still, I would not buy the synthesizer soundtrack. Don't get me wrong, the synthesizer sound does suit the movie. But I am old school when it comes to soundtracks.
0: Money FM 89.3 Movie Magic with Colin Gomez
1: It's been 35 years since the first television appearance of Michelangelo, Donatello, Rafael, and Leonardo. And there are many Ninja Turtles movies since then. Some are great, some are eh, so-so. This one is one of the greats. It comes close to another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. In fact, this movie shares the number one spot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movies. The other movie which is great is Batman vs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was released straight to DVD in 2019. Now, if you can get your hands on that or stream it, I can confidently say you will enjoy it. Although it's animated, the violence is not something that is appropriate for little children in any TMNT movies because, let's face it, the mutant turtles all have weapons and they are not afraid to use them. Oh, by the way, Jackie Chan is behind the voice of Splinter in this movie and he does a great job. Well, it also boils down to the director, Seth Rogen, who is also behind the microphone voicing the character Bebop. I'm Colin. Behind this microphone and supporting movie magic in many ways, behind the scenes are Pushan, Jessica, Raushan, Loretta, and Corey. Have a cowabunga day.